Leadership Engine. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Okay, and KiteLand is all about business management leadership. And if you haven't noticed the trend, we tend to harp on the big M, morale. Oh, my master's thesis was focused on measuring levels of empowerment as it relates to productivity and morale. And it was held in the long-term care field. And your findings were shocking and a bit concerning. Yeah, and fortunately <laughs> for me, the issues were so severe that I made a long career out of reversing them as a consultant and a trainer in the field. And lucky us. So today we have a gift for you and some excerpts from our workshops on morale. But first, here is your gift of the day. Woo! Rarely does the frontline worker not reflect the morale of your organization. Attempting to train out the discontent is going about it all wrong. Yeah. Trying to mask your morale? We fix that. Amen. So let's begin by stating something ridiculously obvious. You can't fake passion. You can't fake a smile and you can't fake morale. No. So as you nod your heads affirmatively to this, because it's obvious stuff, aren't you wondering why millions of dollars are spent on whitewashing morale instead of addressing it head on? Yeah. Wouldn't it make more sense, especially in the long run, to just make your team happy? Uh, That's not to mention that it isn't that the right thing to do for them as well. I'm flabbergasted. I love that word. I'm flabbergasted by how many organizations will go out of their way to address a symptom of a systemic issue instead of the cancer itself. Yeah. Is it apathy? Mm-hmm. Lack of wisdom? Mm-hmm. Is it because that's how others are doing it? Yep. Or is it David just plain not giving a damn? God, you know, I hope it's not the last one. But it's most likely a combination of all. And as an industrial organizational psychologist, you might imagine that I'm not your average consumer. I go into every experience with a business with my eyes wide open. Trust me, he does. Yeah, almost to the painful degree, especially when you're with me. Oh, I will embarrass the people I'm with because I, I'm outspoken. I analyze everything from the first impressions of the physical plant to the way in which I'm treated by the frontline personnel. Yeah, and you are observing the actions of the management and totally scrutinizing their product. Absolutely. And this is not going to be earth-shattering news when I tell you mm -hmm. that they're all connected. Mm -hmm. Hello. Captain <laughs> yeah, Captain Obvious. The shocking news would be that you got a lousy meal and poor customer service at Ruth's Chris, not Taco Bell. Right. So this seems like a fine spot to enter into our daily segment called A Story Time. A fine spot indeed. <laughs> Gather around with your Ruth's Chris leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are eating Taco Bell... Welcome. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Wait, no. If you're eating Taco Bell, we fixed that. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're eating Taco Bell, you have not watched YouTube. Don't YouTube behind the scenes Taco Bell. No. Or maybe do. <laughs> okay, David. Now that we've got everyone's attention, slow your roll. Right, right. This is called action time. What? Is that code for commercial? Well... We don't have fancy sponsors. Yet. Hint, hint. <laughs> and our mission is to improve the quality of life of humanity. Facts combined, we need your help. So please, put us on pause. Accept our challenge and share this podcast with five, five people, people today. today. 
so that we can grow our community together. We can't fulfill our mission without you, our Kite Flyers. Thank, Thank you, you for, for your, your support. support. Now, back to our story. So, this is far from a secret and most definitely not an original thought. But the one thing I do before I eat in a restaurant is to do what, Michelle? Look in the restroom. Hello. I do the same thing. If the restroom's immaculate, the supplies are ample, and there is a visible accountability checklist that is updated. Yeah, you feel more likely that you'll receive a safe meal to consume by the same people using this clean restroom. Absolutely. And you know that the one thing that's an absolute staple, I don't care if you're out of paper towels, but damn it, if you're out of soap, I'm out of there. So true. Out of there. And so, you should be. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> it's also more likely that the service will be above average and the morale is measurable. Yeah from the state of the restroom. Yeah. You might ask, how is this so? Well, it is so. The restroom, this is going to sound, picture this in your head. The restroom is a portal into the organization itself. Mm, I'm getting it. So if there is any level of morale or passion, there's going to be pride and ownership in any part of the house. Absolutely. And ownership is key. This commitment is not contained to their workspaces. It's in the restroom. Oh, it's in the dining room. It's in the kitchen. It's in the state of the uniforms and how they wear their uniforms. Yep. And it's even in the parking lot. The parking lot. Great segue. <laughs> I have gained a reputation in the field of long-term care as a consultant as the trash man. The trash man. It's true. Yep. When I'm hired to consult with an organization, I don't rush into anything. I've got my eyes open prior to even entering the property. Sure, I've got your printouts of your pro forma and your recent budgetary shortfalls, <laughs> your overexpenditures on overtime, workers' comp claims, theft and turnover, which is also named, known as attrition. Ah, but those aren't the first tools you'll be using. Nope. The first tools, I have an empty trash bag and a pair of gloves in my car because I know that if you're calling me and you need my help, you have trash in your parking lot. I show up early to your location and I pick up all the trash in the bushes, in the parking stalls, in the falling leaves, on the sidewalk, near the trash can, and blowing across the street. Damn, you've covered all the bases. Yep, absolutely. I love it. I've become a professional trash man. <laughs> I enter your building with at least one bag and... A lot of puzzled looks on the faces of the team. Yep. And I'll tell you, <laughs> many will realize what I've done and where the trash is coming from. Mm -hmm. And then I know when they have realized it because... Uh, yeah, that's when they avert their eyes. Yep. Like a dog who just pooped in your slippers for the last time. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that's a terrible analogy. That is bad. <laughs> but it's true. Yes. Oh, God. But you know what? It's not those who avert their eyes. That, it's those yeah. Who oh no. Yeah. Either they're averting, they're not averting their eyes because they're completely clueless, and or worse, they're indignant. Ugh. Like, yeah, there's trash in the parking lot. Yeah. What are you gonna do yeah, about it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're fired. They, they didn't tell me I needed to pick it up. <laughs> That's what I'll do about it. <laughs> you know. And while I believe that. You can rehabilitate just about anyone. It's the last of those mentioned that yep. you have the least amount of hope for. That's it. true. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So they're the cancer. Uh, they're uh, no, I shouldn't say that. They are uh, a symptom 
of the cancer. Uh-huh. Yep. But they're exactly. they're they're but they're feeding the cancer. Right. There's there's a better analogy. Okay. Once introduced, I put the trash in the middle of the floor and asked the team, what is this? And yes, he actually does this. Yeah. It's a dramatic, uh, memorable event. So I want to gain a consensus, though, on what trash is. So you ask him? Yep. What do you ask him? I ask him, where does this belong? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and as is often the case, the questions are answered correctly okay good. so they do understand the concept of where trash belongs okay so that's great i then ask whose job is it Ooh, is this this is probably where things go sideways yeah this is exactly where things go sideways and this is where i get an array of answer um well it's the person who owns the trash which okay. that's acceptable that's an acceptable answer yeah well it's a housekeeping the janitor or maintenance's job and that's true. It's technically true. It's technically true, but yeah. not an answer. Right. But what am I looking for? You're looking for anyone who sees the damn trash that works here. Pick it up. Uh, bingo. Yeah. Yeah. But sadly, rarely the answer that I get. In an organization who has low morale. Oh, there's very little ownership yeah, for that. To the degree that it's not even a thought, much less an action. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, this exercise, which seems super basic, often is the wake-up call that ignites the idea that someone cares. Yeah, it invites others to care. Absolutely. And it's perhaps the jumping-off point for those who don't care and never will care. Mm. Yep. As I call it, it's when the rats jump the ship. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. Ouch. Boy, I'm, ta- I'm calling them rats and, and pooping in shoes. Oh yeah, But it's true. Uh, and they need to just go find another opportunity outside of the company. It's also when the strong show their commitment and the weak seek out the mentoring. So are you suggesting that the turning point of morale for the organization can come from such a simple discussion about trash in the parking lot? Confidently, I say yes, I am. Are you serious? Yep, yep. After 30 years of assisting organizations, there's little mystery in my job. It's actually gotten almost routine. This may sound crazy, but I've made some significant financial decisions based solely on touring the parking lots of organizations. Mm. And you're familiar with Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yep. I once had reservations at a high-end resort in Scottsdale, Arizona. Beautiful Scottsdale. Beautiful Scottsdale. I spent a lot of time there. I rolled into the parking lot. The architecture and the layout of the buildings looked super impressive. The backdrop and the views were stunning. Okay. I mean, you know the red rocks. Oh, it's right? amazing. Yep. So I'm waiting for it. As you drove onto the property, what, what, what happened? The blacktop was pitted and uneven. Uh, you know, it sounds like I'm making a mountain out of a molehill, yeah. but it's not. The striping on the parking stalls were faded and cracked. There were trash all around where the employees parked. The golf carts, you know, the ones that the employees used to get around, Mm -hmm. were scuffed, dirty. One had a massive crack in the windshield. Mm. So as we got closer, you could see that the lawn was burnt up and brown, which does happen in Scottsdale. You know, the it gets hot. It gets hot, but yeah, water the damn lawn. (laughs) That uh, the attendant had his shirt untucked, and tell me he at least had a name. Nope. Of course not. No. Oh, and this was the best part. He was, uh, let's just say, overtly energized in an inorganic and profusely sweating kind of way. (laughs) 
I think no, I no, I think it was more of a a, a stimulant than yeah. It, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then off in the distance, there you could hear two the employees yelling, arguing with each other over whose turn it was to valet the next car, and not fighting over who was going to go next, yeah. but yeah. no, it's, it's your, your turn. turn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I slowed down. You didn't stop. I didn't stop. No, I went to the local Starbucks to get a Wi-Fi signal to book a different resort. So I'm a good guy, right? Mm -hmm. As a courtesy and possibly to gain a new client, I called the resort management company. I shared my laundry list of observations, and I kid you not. Don't tell me. Yes. The person answering the phone said, yeah, I'm not surprised. That's not our flagship property by any stretch. And Did then they, they at least take your name and nope. like let me contact let me put you in contact. Nope. No. They apologized and then coldly hung up on me. Oh my god. So I've gotta say, combining my two favorite things, walking long distances to the entrance of whatever establishment I'm frequenting, which was a previous podcast, to appreciate the gift of mobility and my passion for looking into the windows through a portal into organizations. You spend a lot of time in the parking lot. I do. I'm kind of a parking lot expert. <laughs> but what, what would it be? Like the uh, sommelier of a parking lots. A connoisseur of parking lots. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> so that brings us to ding, 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 yeah, ding. That's a great story. Thank you. And for all you listening, I trust that you know what that ding, ding, ding sound means. And I also trust that you already know what your homework assignment is today. Yeah, you guessed it. Yep. Your kite work is to first spend some time in the parking lot of the organization you work for. Mm. Then visit a competitor. Yes. Then, just for fun, go to an Arby's or a 7-Eleven in a marginal part of your town. Did you find any surprises? Oh, you tell me. And please share. Do share, darling. Please share, darling. So lots of, this is really chock full of wisdom bombs today. This was good. My, this the was an Mondays, yeah, Mondays, we kind of made up for the uh, earlier, or late last week kind of downer stuff. Mm -hmm. Today, lots of uplifting, fun wisdom bombs. What was your mic drop moment, Michelle? Is your organization constantly treating a symptom instead of a cause? Have your leaders gone blind to the obvious signs that the team is disengaged? Ouch. Your favorite word. Yes, David. it is. Trying to mask your morale? We fix that. Get out there and fly that kite. Damn straight. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's gift of the day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement.